All right, welcome to Joey's podcast, and uh, where the theme is helping others. We're going to be talking about uh, documentation today. So, one of the things that I've kind of learned over life is that um, it's important to show process and to show your journey. Uh, I often hear so many people uh, that ha- wonder why their work hasn't been noticed or wonder why. Um, they haven't been able to succeed in certain ways and and I've often uh, kind of come back to this idea that uh, you need to be your own cheerleader and I don't mean that as in uh, notice I didn't say your own self promoter Uh, I I say like self cheerleader because I think a cheerleader is someone that offers support for you um, through the ups and downs and uh, like being your own promoter uh, to me is kind of seems a little more slimy because it's like you're trying to you're trying to push what you do onto other people. Um, I think uh, uh, being your own cheerleader is kind of more like you're trying to support yourself and make others uh, know that you're excited about what you're doing, but not uh, make people have to uh, consume what you're doing. Maybe that's too uh, <laughs> too drastic, but that's just how I feel. So um, when it can't when it comes to documentation, there are a lot of different ways you can document the way in which you kind of go through life. And uh, for me, like my whole master's thesis, uh, or I guess I should say capstone report, if to be proper, uh, was about uh, uh, this idea of like a personal multimedia. Uh, 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 production system and kind of what I was alluding to back in like 2003 was this idea of being able to photograph and video and take audio pieces and write about um, things that you have experienced in hopes of other people being able to take those experiences and learn upon them and use it to like help themselves or help help other people through process and um, I think, uh, you know, as you've seen over the past 15 years, that's definitely evolved into multiple industries and has taken off, um, not because of my, <laughs> my, uh, my work, but because I think it was a phenomenon that was taking a place around a lot of us, and I was just observing this. And, um, and so, you know, YouTube's like a really great example of, of kind of where people are documenting and showing their work. Podcasts are obviously uh, uh, an area, and so... Um, you know, for me personally, like my first kind of space of documenting was video, but my first space where I felt kind of, I don't know, artistically and, uh, uh, what's the word? I don't know, documentarian at the same time was when I started doing photography. So in 2005, uh, with some encouragement, I bought a Nikon D50 one of the first consumer level uh, digital uh, uh, D, uh, SLR cameras. And, uh, and that's, that year I took about 300,000 uh, photos. That sounds like a lot. No, I think I took like 100,000 photos that year. And, um, and I just learned all I could. I, I used that camera so much I literally had to get the shutter uh, rebuilt on it. But I learned so much about photography. I learned so much about framing and lighting and depth of field and like all you know all the terminology focal length and exposure and ISO and kind of all the geeky fun stuff but it it wasn't until about 2009 
uh, four years later that I actually understood what I was doing and kind of could consider myself like a professional photographer. But um, between those four years, I mean, obviously I was, I was taking a ton of photos and I was learning a lot. Um, I started doing a lot of documentation of uh, automotive culture and that involved me kind of like studying uh, the culture of either building cars or enjoying your car or uh, racing your car and so that process kind of really resonated with me one of the other things I really got into was making prints I liked printing out uh, my photos and and I think uh, uh, photography in general has like this long lineage uh, and historical context of of having this process done for you know over a hundred years uh, if not like 140 50 years and um, and so for me personally like photography was kind of like this this uh, uh, kind of grounding um, tool because uh, if you can shoot photography you can most likely shoot video and uh, and the other nice thing is that you know photography works on multiple mediums and multiple spaces meaning that like you can physically put it on the side of a building you can put it in the size of a stamp you can put it on a phone you can put it on a laptop you can put it on uh, a projector and project it all over the place like there's just so many different ways and of course you can print uh, uh, so many different ways for you to uh, take photos and kind of have them transcend the idea of its medium in and of itself and I've seen photography just have so much impact over uh, over society I mean some like it, we're very visual people so one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about was kind of blend this idea of uh, helping others, documentation, and talk just for a second about photography. So uh, I actually, you know, I teach photography in my multimedia courses, and I have a very kind of simple way of, of describing how to get started, which is um, basically understanding the rule of thirds. So that's kind of like you take uh, 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 your frame, and you have like a, uh, well, for you all, it'd be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and um, you use these areas to kind of uh, uh, visually tell your story. Most people read from left to right. And uh, if I did that correctly, I hope I did. And, um, and then from top to bottom. And so if something's coming in from the frame up here, you tend to kind of notice it before something coming in the frame over here. And so um, I tend to kind of translate that for people when they're doing photography to kind of draw people's eyes. Like if I'm looking off from this area versus off from this area, as it leads people in different directions, it makes people think. And then, uh, you know, you have depth of field, you have, um, uh, 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 you know, your, your close up, your, um, your mid ground and your, and your background. So, uh, you know, um, it's one of those things where once you get people kind of thinking about the spatial part of photography and then you just get them to think a little bit about lighting uh, I tend to believe in natural lighting uh, you can start having people uh, 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 be able to create works just with their cell phones that kind of start to transcend uh, maybe what they were doing before and and start kind of being able to understand if they were going to use a DSLR how to how to start framing the work and then for video it, it translates very well 
um, you know, and understanding how if I'm over the camera, what that feels like versus being down and, and under and having like a neutral uh, feeling as well. And, um, and so I really kind of, I took all my years and kind of broke it down to just that. And um, that's, that's how I've helped a lot of people be able to go and document their work and be able to show their work, uh, both uh, in photography, but also in video as well. And so um, I just kind of wanted to share that today and talk a little bit about it. I, I use it mainly for when I'm documenting uh, educational uh, projects and nonprofit projects. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely kind of go into that mode of, of being able to try and tell a story that way. And then um, also when I uh, go do my automotive photography and videography, I'm definitely uh, coming from that perspective. And then the other thing that I, I really believe in when you're doing photography is like getting down to your subject's level and to your audience's level, like giving people uh, physically. So if you're shooting children, like getting to their level so that, you know, you're experiencing it as a child and also experiencing it uh, uh, showing like their reality at their level. Uh, that's one thing that I've, I've often taught in showing people's like experience and and kind of uh, emotion because it changes physically just when you're when you're hunched over and um, and that's something to me that really makes a difference the uh, the last thing I want to talk about is audio um, one of the really cool things about documenting uh, with with uh, video is that you know for the most part if you're documenting on your phone or on a camera you you do have the capability to document audio and, uh, and then you can also just use an audio recorder. Like your phone has a voice, me a voice memo app, but your phone can also be hooked up to a microphone like mine is. You can also buy like inexpensive little lavalier mics for like $12 on Amazon to hook up to your phone and, and do interviews with that work really, really well. I actually have some and I've had students uh, get some too and, and uh, it makes you look very professional. But the sound is like uh, really crisp and nice and has a really good uh, tone to it and um, and sound is obviously as we're doing this podcast is something that can be very impactful and um, and allow people to kind of put themselves in that environment especially if they're listening to it with headphones or are on a good system so um, for me I've, I've used sound a lot of times like one time I was at a racetrack and um, my uh, camera died and um, there was a, 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 a guy there that had been helping people at the racetrack all day. Like he had tools and he had jack stands and a jack. And like if somebody had a problem with their car, he was more than happy to help them. And I just thought this guy was just, you know, really nice. And I wanted to kind of document that. And then next thing I know, uh, he's pulling out Pollo uh, Conoro's plates for people. Like he literally has a big pot and he's just serving people chicken and rice, a, a Puerto Rican um, uh, 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 meal. And, uh, and it was amazing. And I just popped out my recorder, my audio recorder, and was just getting the, the audio of him talking. And it was amazing. I mean, uh, he told me the story both in English and Spanish of kind of how he believes in this. And I'll put a link to the clip uh, in this video. And, and to me, it's like hearing those stories, hearing that, that experience... Uh, not only did it help me, but I was able to take that and then share it for the past eight years with people. And he, he, uh, he since passed away about two years ago. And being able to share that and show people that story 
uh, through some of the photos I got of him while I was there and then uh, through this audio piece has just been really kind of amazing so anyways uh, I just kind of wanted to get you thinking about like you know how how can I uh, help others even just through like media creation and documentation of of things and uh, there's so many different ways obviously there's the podcast there's blogs there's uh, you know documentary um, long form short form informational and uh, and I always encourage people to kind of find find your medium and find your outlet find what you're comfortable with and kind of just start start small just make little things and and and, and ask people what they think and you never know you you might fall into something that you just uh, uh just kind of start reveling in and enjoying so i hope you all have a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening